Sisters, do you struggle to make time for God? Do you prioritize retreating and getting quiet with God? As a busy mom, I don't know if it's often the case for many. Do you find yourself constantly being pulled in so many directions that it's difficult sometimes to hear your own thoughts, let alone hear from God? In this flashback episode, I am sharing five scripture passages where Jesus prioritized resting in the presence of God, where yes, Jesus, even Jesus in his short-lived and ultra-busy ministry had a major focus on retreating and getting quiet to pray. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. If you are a mom and you are a woman who loves Jesus, you are going to want to listen to this episode in its entirety. And I want to start off by sharing with you guys this common theme, this common thread that I have been pulling out amongst my clients and just give you a little picture of who I normally work with because it is a unique individual. My clients are moms. Some of them older moms, so much older that they've become grandmothers, which is still great. You are always a mom once you become a mom. But they are women with a heart for God, a heart for sharing his gospel message, the good news with the world. But they're also moms that love their kids and their grandkids with everything that they have. And they want what's best for them. They want their children and their grandchildren to grow up with a heart for Christ. And they are women with huge passions and purposes and gifts and a message that God has put on their heart to share with the world. And they want to show up and share this in conjunction with sharing the good news of Christ and what scripture tells us that is happening now and is going to happen in our future. 
And I'm sharing this with you because there's this common need or desire amongst all of them. And a big part of it is time. They need more time to do all of the things on their to-do list. They want clarity and direction, but they want this from the Lord, but they just get caught up and all muddled in, in their thoughts. Um, a, a lot of times you'll hear the term, you know, you're lost in the forest. Like you can't see the trees because you're, you're too close to them in the forest. I think that's how the saying goes. Another one is like a fishbowl, right? You're the fish inside the fishbowl. You're too close to your environment to be able to get that outside perspective. And so you want that direction and clarity from God, but you're not taking the time to do it. And you don't have um, a sounding board, someone to verbal, verbally process with. You don't have a tribe. You don't have a coach. You don't have a mentor. And you also need encouragement from others. You need an accountability partner to help hold you accountable to what you said you would do, even when times get tough, even when you get caught up in that questioning, even when you don't really feel like it, even when you get distracted and lose sight of your bigger purposes. But the big one that I want to touch on today is the clarity and direction aspect, because so many of us are seeking that from God, but we're not giving him the time and space to answer, especially moms. And I gave myself this time recently. I had what I was calling a me treat the last week of December. And it was absolutely incredible. I had a massive list of things that I wanted to do and work on um, while I was there. But my number one priority was giving myself the time to process some of my thoughts and feelings in relation to different things going on in my life, but giving God the time and the space to be able to show up and move. Because I'm a mom. I run multiple businesses. I love to show up for my community, you know, and I have a husband and all these other things. Like I am busy 24 seven. I could be busy and serving others 24 seven if I allowed myself to, let alone getting eight, eight hours of sleep a night. Like that's not happening in my life. But I know that if I am not giving God the time and the space to show up, there is no way that he is going to be able to give me clarity and direction. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe here and there I'll get little snippets of this or that, but then I'm going to question whether it's from him or is this really a distraction? Like, what is this? And so the number one thing that I want you guys to take away from this is that moms, everybody in this 21st century, right? But moms do not give themselves the time and space to withdraw and pray. But Jesus did. So why do we think we're different? Why do we think we're the exception? And I'm asking you this because we just had a sermon a few weeks ago at our church that really struck me. And I just think God is so good because he has been showing up all over the place, confirming, confirming, confirming this message that he has put on my heart to share specifically with moms. And he has been doing this multiple times. So I just want to give a shout out and thank Pastor Brad at Eagle River Grace because his messages have just been so on point and really confirming my heart to what God has been calling me to share with others. It was in his message about the feeding of the 5,000, but he talked about how this message is really unique because it starts out and it ends with Jesus withdrawing to pray. 
And in this message, he shared just a slide with all these other times that scripture shows us where Jesus withdrew to the mountains to pray. And I want to share some of those with you guys, because I think there's so much we can glean out of this and so much we as busy moms need to truly need to take away from this message in scripture, because I, so many, like all of my clients, myself included, so many of us, maybe you too, likely you too, are not giving God the time and space. You're not having him be the focus of your life. You're not desiring to sit in his presence and being hungry for his word like he desires you to be. And so the first one I want to start out with is this one in Luke 15 or sorry, Luke 5, 15 and 16. And I'm reading from the ESV. All of these will be from the ESV because my new Bible from another plug, Living Water Bibles on Instagram, hand-painted Bible. I absolutely am obsessed um, because it's my brand colors. And so I will start reading Luke 5, 15 and 16. And it says, but now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And I want you moms, especially to hear this. Great crowds gathered to hear him and be healed by him, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. So next time you have the thought in your head or the excuse that you don't have time to pray or you don't have time to get into the word of God because your mom, because your kids need you, I want you to consider the Lord himself had crowds gathering to hear from him and be healed by him, but he still prioritized his time to withdraw and pray. Wow. That hit me. That was something huge to me. And if it's not something huge to you, then sister, I don't even know. But um, next one I want, excuse me, I want to read to you is Luke 6 verse 12. In these days, he went to the mountain to pray and all night he continued in prayer. All night. Like he stayed up all night, doing all these good works, walking here and there, places you and I, we've not even walked that far in our lives. Walking here and there, healing the sick, serving the people, speaking in parables, giving these epic speeches, like literally transforming the world as we know it. And he went out to the mountain and all night continued in prayer to God. That is just like, Wow. When is the last time that you have made a level, like any level of sacrifice to be able to pray to God? Like all that serving, all that showing up, yet he went and stayed up all night to pray. What? I've never stayed up all night to pray. So this is convicting to me. Speaking, speaking in volumes. Another one that I want to share with you is Luke chapter 9, verse 10. And this part echoes, I believe it's the same 
um, that's in Mark 6, 31 and 32. So I'm going to go ahead and read Luke 9, verse 10. It said, On their return, the apostles told him all that they had done, and he took them and withdrew apart to a town called Bethsaida. And then in Mark 6, 31 and 32, this is also where it starts out in the feeding of the 5,000. Again, the apostles, this is verse 30, the apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure to even eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. And so this is right before the feeding of the 5,000. It's like they went away to this desolate place to go rest and pray because they were serving so much they didn't even have time to eat or any leisure. But the crowd saw them on the sea. They saw where they were going and then they met them there. And then there was the feeding of the 5,000. Anyways, open up uh, Luke 9 or Mark 6. And so Matthew 14 is another place that you can go read about the feeding of the 5,000. And I really love in Matthew, it sums up this feeding of the 5,000 with Jesus saying again, or it wraps up with this same thought again, that after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. And so even after starting out this Feast of the 5,000 with him and his disciples going away to the other side of the sea to find a desolate place to go pray, then he has the Feast of the 5,000 and then he again, he sends his disciples away on the boat and then he goes up to the mountain by himself to pray. And it's just like, wow, there are so many times that Jesus is pulling away and withdrawing to go pray. There's another part in Luke chapter 9, 28, where it talks about Jesus going to pray. And I'm not even going to get into that because that's like, that's like a whole nother podcast episode in itself. <laughs> Don't know if it'll be a podcast episode here, but it's just one I'm not going to get into. So if you want to go read more about that, you're welcome to go dig into um, just Luke 9 in its entirety is really, really great. I want to jump forward to um, Matthew 26 a little bit, because this part I think is really important to touch base on. This is when, um, like right before Jesus's life is over here on earth. And I think it's really important to point out just how much prayer was really important to him. And it's this whole um, part about Jesus going to Gethsemane to pray. He went to the place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And this is Matthew 26, verse 36. And so he took some time and he was praying and um, he took with him Peter and his two sons. And um, then verse 39, going a little further than where they had went, he fell on his face and prayed. And this is where he's praying, you know, Father, if possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will, which is just another 
really great example of like praying for God's will, right? But he fell on his face and prayed. And then he went back and he saw his disciples sleeping and he said to Peter, you know, um, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak because Peter kept falling asleep, right? And so he's even instructing Peter in this time to pray. And then again, for a second time, Jesus went away and prayed. And then he found them sleeping again after that. So leaving them again, this is the third time he went away and prayed saying the same words as before. So Jesus went and he was like praying and then went and woke Peter up and then praying again and then went and woke him again and then went and prayed again. And all three of these times he is praying. He is sharing his heart with God. Like, this is what I desire. This would be really awesome, but not as I will as you will. And I think that's a really important and powerful example of our prayers. Like God truly just wants to be with us. He wants to hear us speak what is on our heart and our thoughts towards him. He cares about our desires, but he also cares that ultimately we want what is his will. Because when we get to a place in relationship with him where we know he has good for us and his will is ultimate good, then we're able to pray for his will to be done. And the last one that I want to share with you guys about Jesus praying. Maybe it's the last one. We'll see. And this is from Mark 1, 35 and 36. Yes, it's the last one because the other one in Mark is the feeding of the 5,000. But Mark 1, 35 and 36, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. That's verse 36. Like he went to a place where they had to go searching for him and he was off praying. He rose early in the morning while it was still dark. And what I absolutely love about this verse is that it just rings in my ear and resonates with me about the Proverbs 31 woman. Proverbs 31 verse 15, it says, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. And so I just love that. Um, it talks about rising while it is still night in the Proverbs 31 woman, different context here. But then even Jesus himself rises early while it is still night, while it is still dark, and he goes off to a desolate place and prays. And moms, if you are hearing me, if you are listening to this, whether it is the first week of January and you're like, I need to get my stuff together. I need to get my relationship right with God. I need to be a better mom, yada, yada, whatever it is going on with you. I can attest to you the number one thing in my life that has had the biggest transformation, the biggest effect on how I show up for myself and for my family and for others is to get up before my family and spend time with God. Do just like Jesus did in Mark 1, 35. Rising early while it is still dark, go to a desolate place and pray and read the word of God and be in his presence because that is truly what he wants for us. But not just then not just in the morning when we get up and rise early, right? But every single day, we need to be making sure we're taking time 
to rest, to sit and process. And as busy moms, I get it. I get it. You don't want to leave your kids without. Some of us really struggle to get a babysitter, find somebody that we can trust. Some of us have husbands that that maybe aren't the most supportive in, in taking care of the kids so we can have a moment, but we need to prioritize it. We need to have God be our focus. We need to have intentional time where we are seeking him and praying to him. We need to, just like Jesus, be willing to walk away from everything that we have going on to seek him. Jesus walked away from everything he had going on, from crowds waiting for him, from his disciples that quite honestly seemed to be a little bit um, uncapable without him. Hey, we're just like them, by the way, if you didn't realize and notice, you know, you read about the disciples and you're like, man, why couldn't they just, we are the same. So if Jesus is able to walk away from his disciples and crowds of people that are there to hear him speak and to be healed by him, we, as his followers, should be taking the time away to pray to God and to seek the presence of God just as Christ did. And if you're ever wondering how he was able to show up sinless and so amazingly serving others and all the amazing things that he did, granted, yeah, I believe in the Trinity. I believe he was God in the flesh, that he was the son of God. But a big part of it was he was seeking God unceasingly, praying unceasingly, and schedule yourselves seasons of rest, even small seasons of rest in every single day of your lives, because that is how you are going to lead an intentionally abundant life in Christ. And that is how you will find intentionally abundant motherhood. Sisters, if this episode blessed you, my hope and prayer is that you will share this with a friend. Also, that you will scroll down and leave a review right here in Apple Podcasts. But even more so, I hope that you will join us in the next round of what formerly was called She Rises is now called Seek First. We are setting out on a journey you me and a whole group of other mamas to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, where we are going to be establishing faithful foundations and grow in God first, God focused living. The transformations and the way that God showed up when we ran this eight week consistency, accountability, and Bible study challenge were phenomenal. So if you need to prioritize resting, getting in God's word, getting quiet with him and establishing faithful foundations, scroll down and check out the link in the show notes. I am so excited to see the way that God shows up in this next eight week Bible study challenge starting on February 14th. See you inside sisters.